Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter, Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Uh, I mean, we're always excited to record, but... There might be a little bit more energy than mm-hmm. than some. We've been waiting for two years for this. <laughs> we so we're we're well under we're at what sixty five sixty six hours away where mm. we'll be walking into this memorial stadium in Champaign, Illinois, yeah. or as I referred to it last night as Memorial Stadium East. Okay, because I was a guest on the Husker Cuzcast. Hey, good good drop there. So if you everybody wants more big Kurt. So after you listen to this podcast, go find the, the Husker Cuzcast, get some more Kurt and great bunch of guys. Absolutely. Great group of guys there. And Tyler is going to be at the game actually. Same fantastic. game as us. So I'm fantastic. Hope, hoping we get to meet him and f- to Tyler, any other Nebraska, Illinois fans or any big 10 fans in general that want to come see us. We're going to be <clears throat> again at the Nebraska, Illinois game. We'll be at lot 45, um, so the goal is to be there and set up for two hours before kickoff. So around 10 o'clock and then for two hours or so after kickoff, uh, kind of depending on how many people stop by and see us, which we hope quite a few people do. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome. And we will be, we, that, uh, the sign, which is sponsored by Amador whiskey. Um, when, uh, when you, ever you, whenever you post the pod, I will send a link out, you know, promoting this podcast along with that. Underneath that, I will put a picture of the sign. So any Illinois or Nebraska fans that are there, anybody that's at the game, then you will know that's the sign to look for. It'll be front and back. It should be somewhere around 10 feet up in the air. should be easy to find. I would say it's going to be at least 10 feet up in the air. Well, maybe the, the, the goalpost part. It's the goalpost part. Yeah. yeah. So. so speaking of Amador, yeah. I, I'm sipping on some Amador right now. Hey, why not? I'll take, a, I'll take another sip with you. Okay, so I'm a big fan of the Chardonnay aged one. Yeah, fantastic. That, that's my go-to. I, I'm the I'm a Chardonnay guy now um, when it comes to bourbon. And, you know, thanks. I mean, a shout-out to – there has been a ton of people DMing us, getting their Amador whiskey, um, or just tweeting it out, asking questions. Hey, it's been fantastic. Last night yeah. on, on the Husker podcast – cast, I'm sorry. They were drinking Amador whiskey. Fantastic. Yes. So cool. Um, and then thanks for everybody uh, downloading the Predictions pod. That has been one of our, our heavier pods that people have downloaded, so that's awesome. Um, the 10-year plan teams and the all-name teams – Dude, it's just been a fun week on Twitter, interacting with you, the listener. Again, we you guys are the best, and we just want to reinforce it again. It, it's awesome uh, uh, hanging out with you guys on Twitter, so to speak. Yeah, Twitter's been great, but also the listenership is up. So you can just tell that people are excited for a normal season. Normal-ish college football season. Yep. I mean, we, we seem to be heading that way. Um, I, I think a big part of that, it, nobody ever seems to write about it, but just the, the sheer fact that people can be in the stands, that is what it gives it the normal feel, whether you're there or not. I mean, obviously there's going to be a ton of people that are at the Illinois Nebraska game, but not everybody. So watching it on your TV screen, the energy that you get to pull out from that, it's just another thing for people to look forward to this fall. You're surprised last, last year, how that I, I kind of got used to no fans by the right. end of it. Right. But I mean, so it's going to be amazing to actually see the fans and feel the, the energy. Yeah. You know? And we're going to get uh, a lot of football crammed in here pretty quick. Cause uh, we're going down to, 
Iowa on Friday, get to watch my nephew play a little football Friday night, turn right around and get some college football on Saturday. It's going to be a fun weekend, dude. Are the Vikings playing on Sunday? Yeah. Let's make it a trifecta. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got any housekeeping? Well, we do have some housekeeping because we've got this whole alliance thing going yep. on. So, housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping. This out of Greensboro, North Carolina, Rosemont, Illinois, San Francisco, California. The ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 today, being yesterday, I guess, the, the Tuesday, announced an historic alliance that will bring 41 world-class institutions together on a collaborative approach surrounding the future evolution of college athletics and scheduling. All right, so I got some takes. Um, I know when we sat down and I said I I had some things to say about this, uh, Kurt kind of rolled his eyes like, you do? And and I do. And and I'm kind of curious to hear what you say. Oh, I can say some things. Okay. So I know a lot of people, okay, I know a lot of people are having fun with it. Right. Because it's more of a handshake deal. <laughs> OK, can I yeah. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into this press release here. I want to say one more thing. First. OK, go ahead. OK, so um, they, they're they they're providing this is the quote providing thought leadership on various opportunities and challenges facing college athletics, including student athlete, mental health, physical health, safety, wellness and support, strong academic experience and support. Diversity, equity, inclusion, social justice, gender equality, uh, future structure of NCAA, federal legislation efforts, and postseason championships and future formats. The only one of those that has anything to do with athletics is the last one. Right. And so, and I, I enjoy the term providing thought leadership. I don't know what that means. It, it reminds me of, of corporate <laughs> speak. Well, it's corporate speak, but it reminds me of like the Ministry of Thought, like from 1984. I don't think it was called the Ministry of Thought. Something, something like that. Like that. No, um, I, I obviously the rollouts, the you know, the press releases, they leave something to be desired. But uh, can I a, can I say this? Can it's I all say a this? big bag of wind is what it is. Okay, I I think it's more than that. All right, for the last two, three, four, five years, right. We have been sitting here as college football fans, Big Ten fans, and, and we are sitting there saying, I wish somebody would do something about the SEC and the ESPN. Th- this is okay. something. This is something. It's something, yes. It, now, I think something that's holding them back is uh, there are current contracts in place for some of the games that are non-conference games that probably are very, very tough to get out of, Okay. But this definitely, it, it throws a shot across the bow of the mighty ESPN SEC, you know, alliance that they already formed. Okay, this is an inventory thing here. Okay, once the SEC grabbed Oklahoma and Texas, okay, there's nobody left to grab for the ACC, SEC, and Big Ten that's going to get up to the level that Oklahoma and Texas does. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. I, guess. I mean, you're basically looking at what's left over of the angry eight once Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12, right? Yep. Um, Notre Dame is the natural into the Big 10 or probably ACC. So that's, you know, the one in the 41 number, okay? Once that is is done, okay, just do if you want to do an exercise sometimes, start listing off all of the programs in the SEC plus Oklahoma and Texas then list off all the programs in the Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, and I don't know if they pick up a couple of the of the uh, angry eight teams. 
the inventory is so much bigger than what the SEC is going to be able to do if the SEC can't play anybody outside of their own conference well, remember we and ta- group of five. We talked about this before this happened. Do you right. remember that? A little bit. I mean, I I came up with the alliance before there was an alliance. You did kind of, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Kudos to you, man. And you, we, you even asked, well, like, what would it would they be one conference? I'm like, I don't know what it would look like, but some sort of affiliation with one another. That's right. You know, and I probably didn't. It probably didn't sink in as much as it should have at the time when you said it. This makes more sense to me how this has now come about. But if every time an SEC team calls a Pac-12, Big Ten, or ACC team and says to set up a conference, a non-conference game, they're like, no. We're not doing it. Right. Screw you. Like, that's going what? to limit their power. And so I think I might have also said this on the previous cast. Uh, why not pick up as many teams as you can? Like, pick up the, the hateful eight or whatever we're calling Part, them. Parts of the, yeah. But, but I mean, bring them into the alliance somehow. However that, whatever that looks like, whether they form their own conference, bring the, bring the G5 teams in. Bring them yeah, all in. That, that's one thing I never thought of is is if the alliance if basically everyone made, against... if the alliance basically well they could just keep calling it the Big Twelve but add two to four more teams sure. on it it's just more inventory again that's a great idea yeah. or if they take on some of the angry eight into the other three teams you know West Virginia to the ACC a couple teams of the Pac twelve obviously I want no interest of Iowa State being in, in the Big Ten but that's just my own personal demons there. Um, but something along those lines, again, that just ups the inventory that much more. The other thing, too, okay, th- this is all wrapped around, again, ESPN and the college football playoffs, yep. okay? ESPN does not own the college football playoffs. The college football play, they, they it feels like it now, don't get me wrong, but those are contract TV deals the college football playoff has with ESPN. Who is stopping... Fox and Apple TV or CBS and, you know, Google TV, whatever. Why, how could, why can't those companies put money together to make a bid at the college football playoffs and outbid ESPN? If they do that, that takes away power from ESPN, does of it course. not? Yeah. So what, is there anything stopping that from happening whenever that contract deal is up? I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I, I'll have to admit, I don't, this isn't something I had time to put a ton of, but I've heard other podcasts talking about it and it sure seems like it's very possible that other teams could, or other, uh, um, networks could bid on this, this inventory, this but, college football play. Why wouldn't they be doing that anyway? Because no, it, nobody's just done it in the past. It's, it's been ESPN bullying people around. And if that's the case, then there's a little bit more power that, again, Fox or whoever has over the college football playoff, then we don't have ESPN and all their lemmings like Braden Gull shoving the college football playoff teams down our throat relentlessly. Like there could be a lot of positive things that come out of this. And I don't mean to overstate it, but it could have all started from the Alliance. This is the first step. Oh, it's definitely, I mean, okay. If you go back to when the SEC made the move, I, I felt like you had to do something. This is the start of a, a war. Correct. This is something. So this I, is the like start. a lot of people were saying, you don't have to do anything. I, I totally disagreed with that. You had to do something. 
And I kind of said that in the effect that they didn't have to add teams to add teams. No, uh, yeah. They they could do this alliance without adding yes. any team, sure. and the Angry Eight would just kind of go off into the wilderness. I don't think adding the Angry Eight is going to make a gigantic difference. Oh, no, I agree with you there. But it could help a little. It could. I mean— TCU, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, West Virginia, these are teams with, you know, a lot of uh fans that, that Well and you want the you'd want to get that Texas footprint, don't you? Texas footprint too. Yeah. Right. But that would make more sense than some of the teams I see getting thrown out. But anyways, that's my thoughts. Any craziness there, or do you kinda of understand what my thoughts are? No, no craziness. Is? And let me <laughs> let me <laughs> kinda of, let me go back to my original comments. I have no problem with the alliance. I wasn't making fun of them actually doing the. I was making fun of the press release. And I understand the hour show and, I understand. and all that ridiculous. The, By the way, did you see where Kevin Warren said this had nothing to do with the Texas and Oklahoma move? And I'm like, it's just so I'm weird. like, what? It's just so. And weird. then literally, Jim Phillips turned around and said, "This is." He basically said, in so many words, "This is an obvious move." I, which I, I which just brought, don't understand. Which brought out one of the best tweets of the year from Scott Doctorman of the Athletic when he said, "Yeah." You know, the more I hear Kevin Warren talk, I think he'd be perfectly suited to run the NCAA. It's it's absolutely there's so many well, levels to that shady tweet. It's fantastic. They can have him if they want. Anytime, him. yeah. Anytime, yeah. But, Jim Phillips, by the way, looked fantastic. Um, the Pac-12 guy, I I wouldn't have known the Pac-12 commissioner if he walked down <laughs> into the downstairs athletic club right now. Anyways, um, okay, we good with that for housekeeping? Yeah. Um, so we've got two segments left on this podcast. The first segment we're hopefully have a little bit of fun with since we only got one game to break down. We're going to call these three fire predictions. So we we're hip with the kids. If, if things are awesome, they're fire. Mine slap. I don't know about yours. Oh, you're slap. Yeah. Wow. I think slap might be, I think that might've edged a little bit. Damn it. Well, your younger listeners will let us know. So, um, you want to go first or who wants to go first? I can go first. Okay. I don't know if this one's hot. I'm going to call it warm. Okay. Warm to hot. Okay. Warm slash hot. So you're just going to start out with a with a limp one, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to get better. Okay. <laughs> a team not named Clemson or Alabama will win the college football playoff this year. Okay. Um, I should have I been a bully and wanted to go first because I'm pretty similar. Okay. My first one, but it's a little bit different. Okay. No team will get into the college football playoff without a loss. Oh, okay. So the big will be included in that. Now, I'm 100% contradicting myself because I just put out uh, my picks, and I have uh, Ohio State going 13-0. Oh, I'm going to contradict myself repeatedly on this podcast. So Ohio State will make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs with a 12-1 and record. I've said this on the pod before. I want to reiterate it again. I think there is going to be pandemonium across college football all year long. I think there are, I think the top teams will take just a little bit of a step back. I think with all of the returning talent coming back, other teams, the lower level teams like five through 12 that have returning quarterbacks, like, dude, it's going to be nuts this year. Well, think about how much depth those teams are going to have that they normally don't have. Correct. And that's going to play in absolutely of, uh, the seventh, eighth, ninth. You know, yeah, later in the season, when, yeah. when a team that's like a B plus level talent takes on a typically a a a plus level talent that maybe has a few injuries. So, and then I'm going to name the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. So, okay. Ohio State, 
Oklahoma, and then I'm going to cheat on the other two. Two SEC teams not named Alabama. Oh, okay. That's the, pretty hot. The ESPN and SEC are going to feel the heat coming down on them with the alliance and things like that. They're going to cheat their butts off, and they're going to get two teams in. Somehow, they're going to do it. The The ACC with Clemson will be shut out. The Pac-12 will be shut out as usual. So that's that's your four teams. Ohio okay. State, Oklahoma, two from the SEC, not named Bama. So far, temperature higher on that side of the table <laughs> than this one. Okay, number two. Oh, you get to go again? Oh, yeah. okay. We're doing a snake draft. Yeah, okay, yeah, go snake, for it. Snake draft thing. Okay. The Big Ten West will finish with a winning record over the Big Ten East. Had to really think down on this. My my podcast partner had to help me with the math. <laughs> By the they way, will go. that was the most fun conversation. <laughs> We're not going to bring it up because this is going to make me sound stupid. Uh, seven times three is 21. <laughs> yes. So that means that there's 21 games played. The Big Ten West will go 11 and 10 versus the Big Ten East and finish with a winning record. Okay. That's fairly hot. You All can right. do that. Okay. All right. My number two. For the second straight year, there will not be a head coaching change in the Big Ten after the season. That is crazy. I had that one down, and I took it off. Really? I had that exact same one down, and I took it off. I mean, I I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about I I think that one might be a little... It's more spicy than really, really hot. Okay. But I... I how, when would the last time have been that you'd go two years without Boy. a coaching change in the Big Ten? I, I, I bet it's decades. And it hasn't happened in the SEC since before electricity. Right. I mean, they fire, hire and fire coaches all the time. That is crazy, man. I had that same one, and I, and I took it off. Okay, you're up. Okay, so I actually did some extra credit. I did four of them. Okay. But this is my third, and this is where I start really contradicting myself and okay. going against everything I've done so far. Okay. Who did you pick to win the West? I picked Wisconsin. I also picked Wisconsin. Have you seen many people that have not picked Wisconsin to win the West? And that's probably something that makes some Wisconsin fans a little bit nervous at some point. And I look at Wisconsin, and basically I chose them because they have the least amount of question marks, but Agreed. they still have question marks. Agree. A team not named Wisconsin will win the West this year. You're, you're, so now you're officially covering, uh, covering your butt on both, Absolutely. both sides. Yeah. I can't be wrong. See, I, now here's the thing. I really... I really understand and respect that because I'm having some of those same thoughts. Now, some of it might just be Iowa, Nebraska, and Minnesota fans mostly in my DMs trying to talk themselves into the fact that Wisconsin isn't going to be that good this year. I yeah. mean, I think there's a little bit of psychology, reverse psychology, whatever it is in there. But I've also heard a couple things out of the state of Wisconsin. Um, I've, I've, I've got ties into the state of Wisconsin. You know, we're obviously neighboring state. Things might not be as rosy and great coming out of camp from what I've heard in some spots. So it's I, I don't think it's it's crazy that it's helter skelter in the West and, and when the the merry go round stops, Wisconsin's not the one on top. And here's the cold take part of that. The team will also not be called Illinois or Purdue. Okay. So one other team not named God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um my last one is pretty specific to a team. The Minnesota Golden Gopher defense will finish the season ranked higher in total defense than their offense will in total offense. Wow. And I'm even going to predict where they're going to land. You ready? Okay, this is the spiciest one so far. You think so? Yes. Okay. All right. Their defense will finish the year ranked 38th, and they were, uh, in 2020, they were 72nd. Okay. So that's a big jump up. Mm. They will finish the year 2021 ranked 
54th last year. They were 69th in total that, offense. That is crazy. So they will increase in both offense and defense, but their defense will finish above their offense. Could be talking about the Big Ten West champs. Could Minnesota be. Minnesota Golden Gophers. Okay, so my fourth and extra credit. I, like I just couldn't resist putting this one in there. Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights football program, will beat one of the following teams. Michigan, Indiana, Penn State, Wisconsin. Wow. I really like that one. If you if, Gun up to your head right now. Pick one of those four. I think I'm going to go Indiana. Okay. That is interesting. But I really they, like that Wisconsin one. Goes I think to, that's your spiciest one. Wisconsin so goes to Rutgers. That okay. might not be very easy. Okay. That, that's your, that's, if that's not your spiciest, that's my, that's my favorite one. I think that's, yeah, it's, it's my favorite, and I think it is the spiciest. Do you think somewhere out there, our guy Chop just heard that and just gave out a, <laughs> something? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, too. Let me know, Chop. Yeah. All right, that was pretty fun, right? Quick, that, quick hitters. That was good. Got any more? Got any extra, extra credit? Really sucking up to the teacher? Or? Um, This isn't, well, okay, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do. Okay, okay. Right. so uh, <laughs> it's not, oh, all right. So the game this weekend. We're yeah. going to the game, yeah. right? Yep. Illinois has been teasing the idea of new uniforms. And I think, and there's some indication, I think it might be because it's they're going to do the 20th reunion of the 2001 Big Ten Championship team. They're going to be there. Okay. Coach Turner's going to be there. Kurt Kittner, Brandon Lloyd, the whole gang. I think they're going to wear 2001 throwbacks or some some something. What's the helmet? Well, it would be the Illinois with the underline. Really? Well, so they teased out something today with a face mask, a white face mask, which they don't have right now. Okay. That's what they had back then. Okay. So peop- I couldn't see orange, but everyone's saying, oh, it looks like the, the stripe. It looks like the old helmet. Okay. So I'm guessing that's what it is. If so, I'm going to really like those kits. And, and when you think about it, you know, Beetle grew up in Prophetstown, Illinois. Um, if he had a connection to Illinois... It was with those Illinois yeah. underlying helmets when he played at Iowa. Illinois wore those helmets. Yep. To him, maybe it's like, let's get back to looking like Illinois did when they were much better in the 80s and 90s. And I don't remember the comment, but he said something about how he wants to change the uniforms. He wants to go to something more traditional. So I don't know if it's just going to be for this game, if it's going to be all year. But then there's also the whole all the uniform stuff with, with the Nike contract. They can't just change the uniform right you, you straight away You know, for the whole year. Those things take time. So I don't, I don't know if it's just for, I, first of all, I don't know if it's a full kit or if it's just the helmet. I don't know if it's just for the Saturday or, but my, my hot take, my fifth okay, hot take like is it. they will be wearing the 2001 throwbacks. And who's the guy on this podcast that is saying how much he likes the Illinois underlying helmets this entire time? Me. I like them more <laughs> By the you. way, Jer- you do. I don't like them because they're ripoffs of the Giants. Jeremy Werner at Alina Inquirer absolutely hates those helmets and so it's been on the message boards like everyone thinks it's those helmets right and jeremy is just bashing those helmets and one of my comments was i love that jeremy is dying on these giant ripoff helmet on this giant ripoff helmet hill and i'm here for it i i love the I love that he's dying on it. I'm, I'm on here for it. I'm on the opposite side of, of you guys. So we'll keep an eye off. So it, our one so our one hot prediction can be figured out. It'll be figured out this weekend. Right. In fact, even before, because they'll announce them before the game, right? Uh, they are going to announce it. Okay. it. It should be announced on Friday. Okay. I think cool. there's going to be an unveiling Friday. Cool. But you have to admit, it is a ripoff of the Giants. A little bit. Yeah, sure. And but I'm a Giants fan. Maybe that's maybe that's the, the subconscious that I wasn't thinking about. That's why I like them so and much. And if you think about it, I think 88. 
88 was the first year of those helmets. That's when the Giants were a powerhouse in the NFL. They okay. had won in 86, and they were still one of the best teams. So I, I think they just looked at the Giants and said, oh, well, if we have a Giant helmet, we'll be good. All right, that is a lot on Illinois' uniform. A little right too there. deep there. <laughs> Sorry for that, How guys. about a word from our sponsor before we go into Please. our last segment? The Eyes on Big Podcast is sponsored by the Amador Whiskey Company. Our unique process takes the highest quality Kentucky bourbon and finishes it in California wine barrels. This double barrel aging technique creates characteristics from the individual barrels that are blended together to make an exceptional whiskey. Perfect sipped neat, like my podcast partner, or in your favorite bourbon cocktail. Amador is the perfect go-to this fall on game day. On game day. Amador Whiskey Company, born in Kentucky, raised in California. I like that. By the way, I was exploring their webpage yesterday. Beautiful webpage. Absolutely. They got nice. all these these drink recipes on there. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. It's going to get better and better, that webpage, too. Mark my words. All right, man. We ready to get in to the game? Let's do it, man. Our first live college football game of the year. Woo! All right. The Nebraska Cornhuskers coming into Champaign to take on the Illinois Fighting Illini. This is at noon on Fox. The line. Oh, first line of the year. Oh, my God. It's so great. Huskers by seven over under at 55 weather looking like about 90 degrees by game time. Woof. Uh, with the uh, uh, Huskers by seven and the 55 point over under basically what Vegas is saying is 31 to 24 Huskers. 69% of the money is on the Illini right now. No kidding. Yep. And that line started, well, it started at eight and a half. I think it got up to nine or nine and a half. Yep, that's what drove it down. So, And I know it dropped down to six and a half at one point. In some places, um, we're, we're used the the uh, place where you can get lines that we're using right now is has been sitting at seven. They have not budged. So that's what I'm Crazy. going with. Uh, fun little tidbit. Nebraska has never lost a college football game in the month of August. They are 14 and 0. In the month of month of August, going for fifteen and zero. Wow! How about that first stat? Do you like that? I'd love to see what those fourteen games are. First of all, yeah. For Wonder sure. if it was like those back in the day they'd have those like kickoff classic week. Like there was a sure there was a week zero that like there's only like three games that on week zero back then. Yeah, and and it, a couple random. You know, like oh, even the opening week of college football is sometimes I think fallen late in August before, hasn't it? Maybe it has. Yeah, but and obviously you team that up with their very rich football history and anyways that gets you to 14 and 0 streaks are made to be broken (laughs) we will see man okay before we get into kind of the x's and o's and everything like that i know we've kind of talked about it quite a bit on previous podcasts but i mean the storylines that are coming into this game are a plenty uh starting with we'll start with your illini um lovey gone beetle in um the excitement around the program that 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 beetle has been able to pull out not a lot of people saw that um to get that his coaching tenure at illinois off not only with a win but with a win in the big 10 dude it it would be pretty big deal i mean it'd be amazing uh so beat as we like to call him he's kept practices closed so we don't really know much us illini fans just don't like, I know you're going to want to hear from a line fan what to expect. I can tell you a little bit, but even we don't really know. 
and I tell you what, nobody wants to win this game more than Brett Bielma. And he's going to use every advantage right. at hand. So why would you put anything out? Why would you give the Nebraska staff? I mean, it is a complete mystery. Like, nobody thinks they're going to come out in the current, you know, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma, spread things out and go nuts. Like, sure. I, I think we're pretty confident in saying that. But I also I'm pretty confident saying it's not going to look like Wisconsin. I don't There's think There's a so. lot of area in between there yes. that's a mystery. That's that's what this offense is going to look like. And I think I, this is just kind of a hunch. I think he's going to come out and take a lot of chances. Because, you know, what, what do you have to lose I here? I agree. Right? So, I like, agree. maybe some trick plays, just knowing him. Maybe I'm wondering on defense, are they just going to come with a lot of blitzes? Because, well, first of all, coverage isn't going to be great. We'll get into that. I don't know where the pass rush is going to come from. It may have to come from blitzing. So are we just going to see him pinning his ears back on both sides of the ball? I would almost for sure be ready for that if I was Scott Frost. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think. Speaking of Scott Frost, it has not been a great offseason. Um, with that being said, Win this game and win this game convincingly, you're almost for sure gonna start the year out three and zero. I mean, it would it would take a ton of the heat off of any heat he's feeling right now. Uh, it would change the tenor of the Nebraska uh, football program almost immediately. This is a huge game. It's a huge game for them, especially if you look at the back end of their schedule. They really need to get wins early and get Big Ten wins early. So they lose this one. They they're, they're you know they're they're off schedule. They're off schedule, and then you know even if they lost this game, I would assume they would win the next two games. Okay, to get to two and one, but then you play Oklahoma after that. So again, then you're sitting at a probable two and two if you lose this game going into that Michigan State game. If you go into the Michigan State game at three and one, and the only loss you have is Oklahoma, again, it's just less pressure yeah. on the team, all of that stuff. It, it is, it is just like I don't think you're gonna get a lot of Nebraska fans that are gonna admit this, but my sense is there's a little bit of pucker factor yeah. from Nebraska fans. By the way, if I was a Nebraska fan, my pucker factor would, would be extremely high right now. How much did your prediction, how much did it play into that Illinois seems to be the goosey Lucy team and Nebraska is coming in more tight and all business? It played in a lot less than I thought it was going to. Okay. Because as I got closer and closer to this game, I, I, I recognized that pucker factor, but then the Illinois factor took over the pucker factor. Okay. So if you had asked me six months ago, I would have been a lot more confident in this game. So would have I. That's interesting. We have not talked about this, so I'm, I'm very interested. I'm going to let you – you want to go first or last? We're not there yet, but do you want to go first or last when we do the prediction? Um, I'll go first. You'll go first? Okay. Yeah. All right. So a couple keys to the game, things that I'm just absolutely geeked to look out for. First thing first with Nebraska. Like, will Scott Frost make a commitment from – series one play one that they are going to establish a running attack with a running back in that same breath. If it doesn't work, will they stick with it? If it does work, will they stick with it? That is what I am probably the most interested to see right from the, right from the first play from scrimmage. I mean, you definitely want to establish a run game. I just really think that they can hurt Illinois passing the ball more than running. But, okay, 
and I know you're looking at that from an Illinois fan's point of view because you're very concerned about the secondary. Correct? Very concerned about the secondary and concerned about the pass rush. But the health of the Nebraska offense through the rest of 2021, in my belief, does not lie in how great they're going to throw the ball. It's sure. going to rely in how great they're going to pound the rock with their running back. So don't you have to stay close to what needs to be your DNA this year? Not saying you're not taking any shots downfield. You know, you're going to do that, but I don't think you do it at the expense of losing the rushing attack. No, I'm not even saying don't play balanced. I would play balanced. I just expect the damage to come more through the air. Okay. All right. Uh, Which actually brings me to one of my other points is, we have heard a lot about these Nebraska wide receivers. Don't know if you've heard. They're very big. They're very big wide tall. receivers. Tall wide receivers. But will they pop? Okay. Will we see, you know, Samari Torre the, take off? Will we, will we see, um, um, you know, any one of them? I mean, you can name off three or four wide receivers that, that, that people are very, very excited for. Will it just look better from a pass-catching standpoint right from the get-go for Nebraska? I mean, hopefully for... Illini fans, it doesn't look like the first game last year against Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I think in passing downs, and we kind of talked about this on the CuzCast last night, if I was them, I would put as many wide receivers on the damn field as you can to get Illinois to put as many defensive backs in the field as they can. Interesting. Yes. But, but I mean, it's a great point because, again, it's, it's what you want to do versus what Illinois isn't good at stopping. So that brings up a really good point. Now, here's one thing that I am interested in seeing Illinois do, switch into a three-man front, three men with their hands in the dirt. I think that plays better against a dual-threat quarterback. Adrian Martinez has killed them in the past on the ground. He had 118 yards in 2019. Hopefully they can slow that aspect down and force him just to become one-dimensional. Then that can help him out. It's a great question. I mean, I'm sorry, but my take on that is it's going to look better. Adrian Martinez is going to get his, don't get me wrong. He's very talented and he's very experienced, the quarterback with that being said, the schemes that Lovey was running out there at times versus, especially versus mobile quarterbacks. It was built for late nineties, early two thousands NFL. It wasn't built for current college football. And it showed prediction. You will see more than one shell run from the uh, the Illini secondary in this okay, game. Okay. You will not see 100% cover two. They will 100%. be mixing it up. And, and I, I mean, I don't need to simple this down, but that alone is going to make a difference on how they defend Adrian Martinez. Um, the general style, the, the feel of the Illini offense, we kind of touched on this. Playing into that, I can't wait to watch Juice Point O. How many targets is he going to get? Is he going to be jet sweepy? Is he going to like? So that's what, what I'm looking gonna, for. What are they going to do? I'm I'm expecting some jet sweeps okay. with him. Okay. I, right? You'd, You'd be cr- the dude. Alabama. Nick Saban wanted this guy right. on his roster to play the position that he's playing with in Illinois. <laughs> Correct. Use it. Use that. That would be my that would be my suggestion. Here, here's for the a Illinois question: Offensive coordinator. Over under a number of pass attempts by Isaiah Williams in this game. I would say it it, is there a point five? I, I think is the yeah. I was gonna say point five or one, but but you just you already talked about trick plays by Bielma at the beginning. I'm gonna go over. You go over. What where are we setting it at? Zero point five. Zero point five. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go over too. I think we need to set it at one. Okay. Under. Okay. <laughs> so you think he's gonna get one? Is what you're saying? Okay. Well, I think zero is more likely than two is what I'm saying. Yeah, I would say so too, but they're going to use them with something because I just don't think there's much of a reason 
for Illinois to quote unquote hold anything back. If they think they can pop something and go for it, that's what you go for. And that plays into the pucker factor for Nebraska fans. So yeah, absolutely. So here's another thing I'm looking for is how they utilize the tight ends. We have two really good tight ends minimum on this roster for Nebraska, for Illinois, for Illinois. I'm okay. talking about Daniel Barker. I'm yes. talking about Luke Ford, how often do they use them. And I'm interested in seeing those matchups against the, the linebackers from, from Nebraska. Yeah. Doman, Honus, Tanner, Honus Reamer. is out, um, but JoJo Doman, probably the best defender on the field for both teams, or at least he's right up there. So he would be a huge uh, uh, X factor in this game. So that bringing him up, um, I have confidence in the Nebraska linebackers, but this is going to be an interesting thing because this would be a time where you would think an older back seven, okay would be able to communicate and adjust to what they're seeing because they're not going to know what they're doing for the first couple series until they start getting it figured out. So that would put uh, pressure on Chenander, but you would think an older defense like this would be able to adjust something cool to look after too. Something I also mentioned on the CuzCast last night, I could see with all the trickeration and whatnot potentially that, that Bielma throws out, I could see Illinois jumping out to a lead early, but then I think – Nebraska would settle in and, and make adjustments. I would go so far as to say the only chance Illinois has at winning this game is if they jump out to a big lead. They have got to they would have to get up and and get on Nebraska right away in order for them to beat them. So you know, we we down to the predictions part? Uh yeah, sure. I'm ready for the predictions. Okay, go By for the it. way, I I didn't even look at the over under. You did not. I just came up with my own score. How close? And I didn't even look at the the line. I didn't want to look to see if the not line. Not one time. Changed. Okay. You know what? I, you know what my prediction is? Okay. Thirty-one to twenty-three, which wow. is one point for the under. Yes. One point on the under. Yes. And it's one point in favor of Nebraska. That's insane. So I'm going Nebraska. You almost. You literally almost nailed the Vegas line exactly how they have it. That's pretty impressive, man. And I believe you because you're not a liar. Um. Yeah. So. Out of both offenses, both defenses, and both special teams, okay? The unit that I trust the most is the Illini special teams and the Nebraska defense. Is that fair? Yes. Uh, both offenses have a ton of question marks. Yeah, but I feel better about the Illinois offense than defense. Okay, but still questions with the, sure. def- the defense, right? Yeah. And although Illinois definitely has a advantage in the special teams, I think Nebraska has advanced their special teams enough where it's not a gigantic gulf between the two. Unless our, you hope so. Unless our guy, our punter, uh, you know, really does some magical things, which he he probably will. On top of that, I just think Martinez is. I think Martinez is dialed in. Okay, I, I the the press conference that Scott Frost had last week. He's tired of. He's tired of talking. Uh, it's time to play football. I, I My sense is this is more of a team that is ready to go out and play football <laughs> than it is feeling the pressure, and I think it's going to show up on Saturday. I have got uh, Nebraska 34, Illinois 20. Uh, so that's a just the double up the spread just under. We're both the, at 54 just under for the, the under, uh, So – that is my little wink, wink nudge that I don't like the over under, but if you push me on it, I, I I would go under. But I feel a little bit stronger about Nebraska covering this this spread. Yeah, I will say, you know, when the again six months ago, I thought the spread was way too high, but it seems about right. 
Usually, if you dig in a little bit deeper, you realize the desert people yeah. probably are onto something. Yeah. So, um, I guess I would say, I would the the two things that I I uh, expect the most is a good game, but Nebraska wins. A good game, but Illinois wins. And then in a distant third would be Nebraska could blow out Illinois. Yeah. And then a very very distant one would be, you know, Illinois blows out Nebraska. I think we would have to have a barrage of turnovers and things like that. And I think Nebraska has made that such a f- area of focus. I just don't see it happening. But so. that's what Illinois has done to Nebraska is they, they've turned them over. That's true. See if that's a factor yeah. again, too. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Anything else? That's it. Is that, was that our fastest podcast ever? Well, we'll see. I mean, we talked a little bit there, but we only had one game to break down. It should be pretty quick. Yeah. All right. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes on Big podcast brought to you by Amador Whiskey. We will talk to you soon.